everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman, and I'm a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into three phases of identity through our adult life, and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Now, regardless of what cycle of life you fall into, whether you are from the age of 24 to 32, 32 to 40, or 40 to 50 plus, here at Femaling, I will be talking to you about the real issues we all face and sometimes secretly struggle with. Here at Femaling, through honest conversation, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself, and be yourself. So I am thrilled to be able to introduce my guest today, Tova Lee. Tova, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) I am so excited to have you on Femaling, as for me, you completely epitomize what I do as a coach, what I'm about as a woman and a podcaster, which is to support women in creating space for them to accept themselves, understand themselves, and be themselves. Now, for those of you listening, if you don't know Tova, she is an incredibly real, thought-provoking, hilarious woman. She's a writer and content creator. She encourages us all to be who we are, but exactly how we are, and she takes us away from the societal expectations and reminds us to accept ourselves in the most hilarious, light-hearted way. Tova has humour and authenticity and all you need to do is check out her social media blogs and blogs and posts and you will know exactly what I mean if you haven't heard of this wonderful woman already. So Tova and I beautifully connected over a post that I shared of hers and she was outraged about a celebrity and she's going to talk about this a bit more I hope. A celebrity with over 18 million followers and she was advertising stomach flattening products whilst pregnant. Yep. Tova wrote... And I quote, surely women who are already pressured to have a flat tummy, smooth vaginas and pink poop should at least be allowed a bump whilst pregnant. I mean, this is is amazing. Someone has to take responsibility for the fact that so many girls are struggling with eating disorders and so many women hate what they look like. Who's it going to be? And this is why I've asked you on to femaling. So, hello. Hello. Oh my God, what an intro. I feel so under pressure right now. <laughs> no, don't feel under pressure. I'm completely in awe of you. What you do. So please know that I, I'm incredibly excited. I know my listeners will be incredibly excited. And I guess I just wanted to get an insight into you and all that you create and all, that you, all the goodness that you put out into the world. Oh, oh, well, you're so lovely. I love starting my day with you. (laughs) I need need a dose of you every day. (laughs) Oh, you can have that if you like. (laughs) I've been using social media for you. (laughs) So what do you, I mean, I asked you briefly before I hit record, what do you call yourself? And and go on, you tell me in your words what you do. God, yeah, but don't you hate it? Like that we have to put those labels on us? Yes. I do, and it's really funny. It's like it's so. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody, tell me. Well, I would. As I was writing that question, I thought to myself, like, really, does she need to label herself? She's just who she is, and she's just an absolute ball of amazing energy. Does it really matter? But yeah, I think like it always changes as well, you know. Because I don't know if you know this about my background, but I I've had like a million careers. So currently. <laughs> 
creator and a writer because I'm writing my first book. But, uh, you know, catch me in six months. Who knows? <laughs> I feel violent. I don't know. You're you know? evolving as a woman, basically. I think, but aren't we all? Like, I think uh, we are, you know? Um, it's weird because I, uh, no, but for on a serious note, I, I, I have had several careers. I initially trained as a lawyer <laughs> and I practiced law, yeah, for a few years in Israel and then decided I wanted to be an actress. So I moved to England and did an MA in performing arts uh, and then kind of got sick of waiting for auditions. So I started writing scripts and then got into producing films and directing and then became a mom and then became an office manager and then suddenly fell into blogging, which led into video creating. And weirdly, I feel like everything really that I've done and studied and sort of had a bit of a dab in really kind of um, has now come in handy, you know, because I've learned how to do editing and Obviously, the performing helped and even being able to read contracts and negotiate deals have now has come in handy, you know, because uh, I work with brands a lot. And yeah, it's wow. really strange. Um, I feel, yeah, yeah. I think there's no, no such thing as coincidence. You know what I mean? It's kind of all, yeah, meant to be. <laughs> and it sounds like yeah. every single thing that you've done is now coming into absolute alignment or whatever the word you want to put on it. It just seems like it's all come together for you. To be able to yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm still not sure about you know all the bartending jobs and the cocktail <laughs> jobs. <laughs> not so sure if those were helpful at all, but uh, yeah. And generally speaking, I think it's true. Um, so yeah. So at the moment, what I'm doing is I'm 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 writing my first book and I create content on the internet, which basically means videos and other type. So how did it all, I, so I thought that you've had a really colourful career and it sounds amazing. How did it all kick off in terms of, you obviously became a mom and then you suddenly became this, this incredible voice on Facebook. You suddenly popped up on my Facebook screen and you were making me laugh. And I was like, I love this woman. She's talking about my life. How did, it, how did that happen? Um, so to be honest, it started really randomly. It wasn't planned. I was actually really struggling in my first years as a, as a mom. Like I didn't, I don't think, I don't think I was a, a very, like a natural type of mom. It didn't come natural to me. Um, and I really did struggle and we had twins as well. So we basically had three kids in a short space of time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, for me, the first few years of motherhood was, were a real struggle. And I felt like I was very much alone because I couldn't see anybody else apart from me struggling. Everybody seemed like they were, you know, kind of coping. Cause you know what it's like, you don't show on the outside what's going on. Really a lot of women sort of keep it together, but really underneath it all, they're falling apart, but I couldn't see it. Um, and then I decided one day it was actually boxing day, um, my kids were driving me crazy. Mike was driving me crazy. And I just told them all to, you know, to get out the house for a bit. And I just started yeah. writing. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. It was a polite way. I basically told them to fuck off and take the kids <laughs> with them. <laughs> uh, and I just started writing at my computer. I was sitting in the kitchen wrote an article that was called, uh, I love my kids, but sometimes I wish they would just fuck off. And, uh, and I Googled very quickly how to start a blog, found WordPress, 
suck it up on WordPress. And that was it. I shared it on Facebook. And honestly, it was just a way to vent and to get it out because I just couldn't take it anymore. Like I couldn't keep that secret anymore. And when I came back that evening to check the post, I was like in shock by the reaction. Uh, Obviously, I was just posting it on my personal Facebook, but people had shared it into mom groups. And I was getting like messages from people I'd never met saying, you've just described my life. And thank you so much for saying it out loud. I thought I was the only one. And, um, and then I kind of went, oh, well, this is interesting. And I started kind of... What do you think you hit upon? Because there was obviously something very fresh and yeah. very different about what you... And very brave, can I say? Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I guess I think it was just voicing that frustration, like how, you know, we can you can love your kids and love your life and love your husband, but still feel that way. It's And apparently a lot of moms feel that way. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I think humor always helps when you put a bit of a, like it just, when you laugh about something, it makes it, it's just like alleviates, you know, the stress about it. So I guess people found it funny as well. You know, the description of what I was describing of like how I'm, tr- I'm sitting on the toilet. That was how I started the post. I'm sitting on the toilet and trying to poop, you know? It's like, it's such a basic thing, you know? It's so basic. With everyone yeah. coming in, Mom, Mom, I'm hungry. Yeah. I need this, Mom. Yeah. Your father is sat downstairs. Could yeah. you just ask him? Yeah, yeah. It's basic. So, so, yeah. So, I think that's what it was. And then a few weeks later, I thoughts about stuff. And then a few weeks later, I noticed that some people were doing vlogging and I had never seen vlogging before. I didn't know what it was. And I thought to myself, oh, it's basically an article, but instead of just writing it, I I would talk into camera, you know, that's what it is. And because of my acting background, I thought I could give this a go. Like I could try. Uh, And yeah, and that was kind of it. That's kind of how it started, to be honest. Yeah. And what were you, I mean, at the start, was it just about, as you said, it was venting your own frustration, but there must have been something else that you knew you were hitting on because you were touching people, right? You were, you were really, you were really talking about the stuff that no one was talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think for a long time, it was the venting and just making people laugh about the, these annoying situations that when they happen, you don't laugh. You literally want to run away. Uh, and when they were happening to me, I wasn't laughing. I was screaming my head off and l- literally losing my shit. But then to be able to do a video that's like a funny video about it and get like a response from people saying, oh my God, yes, that's exactly how it is. And now that I see it, that everybody's in that boat, maybe it's not so bad for me, was great. Um, but uh, I think like over time, things changed for me as well. Like I, I talk about this on my show actually, cause I have a show now and uh, I talk about it on my show that at some point it wasn't really enough. I kind of wanted to get up and actually do something about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught my online show, um, mom life crisis. Did you see that one? I'm writing it down though. Okay. <laughs> mom life crisis. Yeah. I basically had a mom life crisis whereby I sort of decided I wasn't going to, 
I just, I wasn't going to take it anymore. I really wanted to go out there and reclaim myself back and rediscover myself and as a person and as a woman. And I made a bucket list and I went out and did some crazy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And how did that, how did that go? Like, cause I love this reclaiming and, you know, finding myself as a mother, as a woman, as an individual. I mean, and that can be quite clumsy sometimes and it can be, you know, yeah. And like, how was it? Was it smooth sailing? Did you just find your place? Like, what happened? No, not at all. I mean, it was very, I filmed it all, obviously. Like, I wasn't going to. It was just something I really wanted to do. And then a friend said, you've got to film this. Like, this is great. Like, you'll film it. It'll be a show. And we did. And it resonated with loads of people. Um, and it wasn't uh, smooth sailing because the stuff I did there were, for, I found really challenging, but I wanted to challenge myself. So like the first thing I did was, you know, was a bungee jump, which I know sounds, uh, wow, oh, bungee jump. But actually looking back, it was probably the easiest thing out of the list, you know. Um, and there were things that I felt like I really had lost, like, you know, my sexuality or, uh, you know, my body even. Because as a mom, you're constantly touched. Do you know what I mean? They're constantly touching you, pulling you. You're like, your body's like not yours. And I suddenly, and I went, I actually don't even feel like I own this thing anymore. So I was on a mission to claim it back. And I did a lot of things. It's not one thing. Do you know what I mean? It took a lot of time. So whether it was, it does. Yeah. Whether it was moving it again, so getting into a, a routine of activity that I actually liked, I took up pole dancing. I did a nude photo shoot. I, you know, I went to a nude spa. I, I really went for it. Like I tried, yeah, to sort of really, and it, it took, and it took time, um, changed my wardrobe and really kind of like, was like, fuck this whole idea of like mom clothes and mom box. What were you on the search for? Like, I get that you were pulling yourself outside of your comfort zone, but in, in the aid of what? In the aim of like, just, you know, finding me. Cause I felt like everything was just mom, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just your identity. Totally. And that's not to say that I don't love being a mother. I always feel the need to say that, which actually annoys me because we shouldn't feel the need to say it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just talking to a mother and it goes without saying. Yeah, exactly. But I do think it's an incredibly important message to send to your children. You know, you've got girls, haven't you? Yeah. Same here. And I think especially for young, these young women that we're raising, it's such an important message for them to see that we are separate from them and that we have a identity and that we get to be these modern, strong women outside of them. Yeah. I find that quite hard to take, but it's true. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And also I kind of like didn't want to wait because I know a lot of people say, oh, I'll wait till the kids are older or they'll get out of the house. And I was like, no, I'm not going to wait. I'm 42. You know, I'm very you know, slowly kind of approaching that middle of my life point. I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm doing it right now, you know? So the biggest thing I did in that year was uh, go to Nepal to do the Everest Base Camp trek with my brother. And I did that. It was a trip, a two-week trip, which, as you can imagine, was a really big deal because I had never left my children for that long, ever. Uh, They stayed with Mike, of course, their father, my husband. So it wasn't like they were alone in a tent with a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Or not, like they were fine. But it was a very, it was a very challenging thing to do because A, you know, it's quite far and it's not like, you know, it's, it's safe, but you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. a, it's an adventure. It's a real adventure. It went but my, 
outside of your the home comforts and anything that you know. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. But you know what? That trip, oh my God, that trip forever and for always, I will remember that trip. And my girls were so part of it at some point. Like we would call them every day. They mm-hmm. saw the mountains. They made me this amazing flag that said girl power, which I hung on one of the bridges. Like, Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Like, I hope they'll take away from that exactly what you said, that they can do anything. They can be anything, you know, they can be moms and have adventures that are outside of that mom box. And it's not, it, they don't have to contradict each other, you know? And if there's anyone that is totally living by this and rocking this message, it is absolutely you. You are totally <laughs> by that. And there's an incredible thing to see, an incredible thing that you're showing your kids and you're showing other women that you get to be unique and individual and not give a flying fuck what other people think or what society expects. And you just get to be who you are. Yeah. And what I just love so deeply about the work that you do. And you do it with such, just such humor. It's just your stuff is so funny. It's so funny oh. and so relatable. Thank you. <laughs> and I love that you've gone on and you can see now that you're explaining the story your your backstory of how you started and where you got to and and why you're doing it and that's something that comes out very much for me in your work that it's for people to accept exactly who they are yeah is that true for you is that totally I mean first of all everything that I do has uh women in mind and I always say this like with a little wink to the men because obviously I do have men who follow me and I really appreciate them being there you know and rooting but I always say like the guys that follow me are the guys who support with the women in their life and that's why they're so special and my husband's one of those guys as well because he's my biggest supporter and you know I, I I couldn't have asked for a better partner um but my My goal is to empower women and to champion women in every single thing that they do, because I honestly think that women women are amazing. And I believe with all my heart that we get so much better with age because we really do shed all the expectations that we were brought up to sort of believe and, you know, things that we think roles we have to play in society. They're so bullshit. And I think as we get older, we allow ourselves to shed those expectations and just be who we really are. And listen, we're not just badasses because everybody says that. We're also nasty and we're competitive and we are predators and all those things that people think women are not. We are. And I don't think we should be ashamed of any of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just can't, I can't stand the portrayal of women as saints and as martyrs. Like that's exactly the, our biggest problem. You know, people don't judge men to the same standard and level as they do women because women are held to such a high standard. And I'm like, no, you know, just no. That is such an interesting point And one that I've actually never thought about before. And actually it creates so much more judgment and so much more self-critique and so yeah. much self-doubt and, and, and all of that, and we and in all of that, we're expected to look a certain way, men and women. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, I think that's the most. That's the heaviest weight of them all. For ninety nine point nine percent of women, that we then have to do all of this, be these evolved, amazing creatures that are now coming in and have all the choices that they want, which is an amazing, important, necessary thing. But we have to do everything whilst we look perfect, whilst we look like Kim Kardashian. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know exactly. So I'm saying like just, and with regards to like be yourself, it's just so exhausting to try and be anybody else. Do you know what I mean? It's I just do. like it's so exhausting. Um, and it, it's time consuming. And actually, the lo- the older I get, because I'm 42, also. And I wish I'd learned this in my 20s and my 30s. I know. Yeah, sadly, it took me till now to figure this stuff out. But you can't actually be anybody else. No. Because your heart and soul doesn't actually let you because you'll be in the presence of it and then you'll be stressed and you'll be anxious and you'll be overwhelmed and you'll be doubting yourself at every turn. But actually, that's all you can be is yourself. And, and, yeah. you, and you point to that day after day after day. And you do it in such a in such a natural way. It, it's mm. so honestly, it's so inspiring, and you oh. do, you do it so bravely. Is there ever a point where you think, "Oh God, I don't think I should post that," or "I don't think I should say that"? Or um, I used to. There used. To, I mean, again, because I do think it's been a process, and I think that just like I have. Uh, like I've evolved within myself and I've had like, I really do feel like I've been on a journey in the last couple of years and, you know, within myself and whatever. But I think having the audience, the online audience has been like another reflective of it. So I do think that actually getting the response and getting the support from people online who then it resonated with and who came back to say, oh my God, like, I love that you said that just for the fact that you even just said it, like, even if I can't relate, um, the fact that you can say it means to me that maybe I can say my truth, you know? And then I kind of thought, oh my God, like the more truth you speak, the more it actually does, it really does resonate, you know? So I do feel that now uh, I do, I, I question the, should I post this or not much less because I'm a bit like, you know, it, it, and it's also okay if people turn around and go, mm, actually, no, like, I don't agree. And people do that, by the way. Not everybody agrees with what I say. I also like to touch, as you know, on topics that are potentially taboo and not mainstream, you know? And uh, in fact, a lot of the stuff I talk about is not mainstream. I get a lot of backlash on things that I say, but I always try to promote a con- a conversation rather than a yeah. agree with me or disagree with me. Just let's talk, you know? So that's that's really interesting because I was going to ask you, like, how do you deal with, like, maybe negative um, attention or negative feedback? But actually what you're saying is that you're just you're just provoking to open a conversation and get yeah. talking, whether they believe it or they don't believe it. But these, this stuff needs to be talked about. Yeah, I, I really do think that. And when it comes to the negativity, it depends what type. So there's like just disagreeing, but still having a conversation. I don't see that as negative. In fact, I see that as really positive. And when I uh, do post things that are potentially more, um, uh, how do you say, uh, you know, controversial, like I did a whole video about abortions and I did, I did a whole video about the LGBT community that got backlash. So like I would... I would much rather people stayed and stuck stuck around to have a chat than just leave because I have a lot of people go, oh, you know what? This is your belief now. I can't follow you anymore. I'm gone. And I I regret that just because I'm thinking, oh, it's such a shame because you're the person I really wanted to talk to about this. Like you're, it's really interesting to hear what you have to say. So that's one type of of, uh, reaction. But then another one is just trolling and 
sort of very personal and snarky and horrible remarks, which to be honest, I take no notice of, not whatsoever, because they don't know me. They're strangers and they don't know me and they can say whatever they want. It's not true. So I don't care. Yeah. And, and it's obviously you're just so comfortable with who you are now that actually you don't need anyone's validation. You just you just want to open a conversation. Yeah. And if they're gonna start trolling you, I mean honestly, it says so much more about them than it does about anybody yeah, else. Yeah, about any of us. I actually did a whole video about trolling, which is going up on Facebook tonight. Because, yeah, because then, you know, there was a lot of talk about it, especially with British uh, influencers recently. There's this website, I won't mention it because I really don't want to drive traffic to them, but I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, that has like this horrible uh, trolling threads about different influencers and people just saying nasty things. And some people are really taking it to heart. And I was a bit like, why are you reading it? Like, just like with the Amber Rose um, post, somebody needs to take responsibility. And I don't really want to put the responsibility on some like stupid troll who's sitting in his mom's basement and spreading hate. Like, who cares? Like, don't give him, don't give these people the power. Just ignore them, you know? That's how I think about it anyway, you know? Love that. Don't give them the power. There's so much more important messaging that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Put your energy into that, into actually starting this important conversation and everyone getting, everyone getting educated together about what we can do about these epidemics yeah <laughs> um how do you i'm interested to know how you manage your work-life balance now um well now it's much better because i have alex my pa slash my magician slash my everything so oh, she's <laughs> lovely by the way she was lovely oh, she's so lovely i know she <laughs> literally saved my life <laughs> So, so everyone um, needs an Alex. Is that what you're saying? Everybody needs, yeah, but I'm not giving anybody his deal. I feel like somebody's going to steal her from me. Now. I need to start, stop saying how amazing she is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, no, I mean, of course, that's a real challenge because uh, I work from home. So, you know, uh, there's the whole like, I'm doing a full-time job in a very limited space of time because when my kids come home, I can't really work. Uh I mean, I can, but it's... They have your hours. They like school hours for you. Yeah, exactly. They're school hours. Uh, And uh, again, like I've, I've, uh, you know, I, you know, that's, that's the challenge for me is to sort of, uh, because Mike also works from home. So we both have the same uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, So we kind of like need to figure out a way whereby we rotate on the days, like who does, who can kind of carry on working for a few more hours and who doesn't and whatever. Uh, But um, outsourcing, outsourcing is my advice to anybody who asks and not Oh, I've lost you. For your house. Oh, are you there? Yes. Go on. Outsourcing. Outsourcing. Because I realized recently, well, recently, it was like a year ago, two years ago, even, or whatever, when I, when this whole thing that was not working for me was my, my idea that I had to do everything, that it was me that had to do everything, that if I, if it wasn't me that did it, then it just either wouldn't get done or it wouldn't get done good enough or, it, or mom guilt or whatever. And I, Very totally, it's such a female star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have totally, totally released that idea. Totally. I call in it fact, the martyr syndrome. In Don't. fact, to the point that I do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alice is laughing. She's like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. If Mike was here, well, he would actually, echo. that's not true. I'm going to challenge you on that because you don't do nothing. Actually, you're doing so much important stuff. You're empowering women all over the bloody world. Oh, and thank you. you can't clean your bath out, then who cares? You're yeah. Important. And I always laugh. The first thing I did, by the way, bless Mike. He's like, he's actually the, the best husband ever. But like, he's really annoying as well. I just have to mention this. Okay? Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> he's very annoying as well. But to, to his defense, um, it was like this day that I came home. And but you know what it was? I got a text message one morning from a friend. She's like, where are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, it's your daughter's birthday assembly at school. Where are you? <laughs> where were you? Where were I you? know. I was walking the dog. So I forgot. Because listen, you know what it's like. You've got a million balls up in the air. You're juggling everything. Something's got to give, right? So anyway, I make a, a mad run, right, to the school, get there in the nick of time. I'm sweating. I'm red. The dog is traumatized, right? And there's my daughter just getting her certificate. She looks at me, and I'm like, ah, I've been here the whole time, you know, that type of moment. And I came home, and I said to Mike, why am I the only one on the WhatsApp groups? Can somebody please explain to me why and how did that happen? You know the WhatsApp groups, right? I know them. I, I can't have a silence most of them now. You oh, yeah. You're the only one on the WhatsApp groups, as in your husband's not on them. Is that what you Yeah, mean? exactly. I was the only one in charge of the calendar, of the kids' activities, and all the emails and everything from school. And I just went, I just went, but can somebody please explain to me why? I just want to know why. Like I'm, I work, you know, like I don't understand. And even if I didn't work, I would still have the same question. We're 50, 50 parents. Like I don't understand. And the next thing that happened was I added him to everything, like to the emails, to the WhatsApps, to the everything. I'm totally and utterly obsessed with you. I honestly, I mean, you are just my, hold on. And what happened? Did it change? Oh my God. Moms now message him directly to do play dates. Like it's the best. Terrify the living shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the best thing that's ever happened to me. But seriously, it's outsourcing, getting more people involved, getting Alex was a massive change for me in terms of work. Um, We have somebody that comes uh, to the house three times a week, and people always say, Oh, you must be rich. I'm not. I didn't win the lottery. I have the same financial struggles as most people. But I took, I looked at our budget. And I thought, you know what? My sanity was at the bottom. I just moved it to the top. <laughs> oh, that's so, that is so beautiful. <laughs> and you say it again with such humor, but what you're pointing to is that you really prioritized yourself. Yeah. You know, so I took away budget from other areas and I allocated it for somebody who could come in and help with laundry and help with other things. And I just made, I just outsourced, outsourced. Yeah, because I, I'm not. I wasn't. It's not my job to do everything. You know, and there's it's also, it's also being able to focus on the stuff that yeah, that you can do and the stuff that you really want to do. And the stuff where you yes, value. yes. Listen, tell me if you can relate to this. I had this epiphany one day. I was walking in the woods and I went to myself. Oh my god, ninety eight percent of what I do during the day. I don't actually want to be doing ninety eight percent. How is that even possible? You know, that was the moment. I was like, that's not, no. no. you got to be doing I, what I, you want to be doing. About, I put a post up about this yesterday. Yeah. 
Life is so bloody short and we do spend it, most of it, as you just said, 98% of it doing stuff that we really don't want to be doing. And, it, yeah. and I find that really soul destroying. I just want to be joyful and happy. And yes, of course, I've got to watch menial stuff. But as long as I'm in touch with the stuff that's really important and valuable to me, then I'm okay with the other stuff. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's exactly the key. What you just said now, you touched on exactly the key. Cause I think, uh, once you do have your, your cup is full and you do have enough things that you're doing for yourself, then doing those things maybe won't be so bad. Do you know what I mean? Like when you have to do the, you know, volunteer for the school disco, whatever it is, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm happy to do that because your, your cup is full. You're not doing it like after you're already exhausted and empty and you just can't, you know, you just can't. Do you know what I mean? Yes, you're not um, coming from a resentful place. You're coming yes. from a place of fullness and a place yeah. of love and a place of you're nourished. You're completely yeah. nourished in the other areas of your life, which I think is a vital lesson for all women. Because as you said before, we're very quick to pick up that martyr card and say, well, I've got to do everything. But you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. It's like it's the biggest conspiracy theory out there. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's a conspiracy theory. And we all need to just... Because someone actually turned around to me the other day and said, you're being a martyr. And I sort of went to sort of really defend it. <laughs> and then I kind of caught myself and said, oh my God, I am. And from that moment, it was such a transformational moment. I haven't, Amazing. I haven't picked that up again. Because actually, my husband does not need to be around a martyr because it's fucking annoying. And it's, yeah. there's a lot of complaining and moaning involved. And actually, I'm just not going to do it. So. Yeah. So that means that there's loads of all over my house, which there are, by the way, and so be it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love so, Tova, thank you so much for your time. In terms of, I, I want me all, my audience to be able to, and I'm sure they already know you anyway, but if they don't, what have you got coming up that you want to talk about and where can they find you so they can be inspired like I am? Uh, well, I mean, best would be to follow me on Instagram uh, at Tova underscore Lee or on Facebook, my thoughts about stuff. Uh, and like I said, I do have a book coming out in uh, March 2020 and I'm doing a tour, which will also be UK and the States. So if you follow me on those platforms, you'll get the dates and you'll know when things are happening. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, you really Thank are you. building an incredible empire out of who <laughs> you are. Oh, thank you. you. Are. And if that's, not, if that's not motivating and inspiring for women to just see the power that comes from being completely authentic, then I don't know what is. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was oh, such a pleasure. Thank you for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye. How inspiring is Tova? This is a woman who shows us day after day how to truly be who you are, which is what I want for you and for all of us femaleers here. The world doesn't need another woman afraid to speak up or afraid what people may or may not think of her. The world needs you exactly as you are, whether you are happy, sad, stressed, angry, overwhelmed or joyful. We need all of you because that's what's real and that's what's honest. And that is exactly what Tova reminded us of so beautifully today, that we get to be exactly as we are, however we are. Because in a world that's telling us on one hand that we can be anything, 
I say, be yourself. Thank you so much for bringing your time here to Femaling today. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so I can keep bringing Femaling to you week after week after week. And remember, this is the most exciting time to be a woman and it is a privilege to be a woman. Have a great week, everybody.